what did Jesus say? He said, in this world, you will have trouble. And what he was referring to there was persecution for our faith. You will have, you know, and if you read through the New Testament, that's what you see in so many of Paul's letters, writing to the churches to encourage them. You know, for example, you know, they, they, there's even like uh, um, some, some people in the early church that were being persecuted so much. They were like, you know what? We might as well just go back to being Jews because it's so difficult. So, so there's encouragement there to let people know, hey, yeah, it's true. You will face these things. But what's the second part of that verse that Jesus said? He said, take heart for I have overcome the world. That is the, you know, a lot of people love, they're always like to talk about trials. Oh, I'm having a hard time. Oh, I'm having a challenge. Oh, this is difficult. I'm having a difficulty. And all they ever talk about is their difficulties. But there's another part to that verse. Jesus has overcome the world and we are the body of Christ. And through him, we have the victory because he won the victory over Satan on the cross. So I'm not, you know, I'm, I tend to be more, obviously, I do tend to be more on the positive side, but I, I've never said and will never say that there isn't stuff that can come in, in, into your path that could be difficult. We, we know that to be the case from the scripture. Opposition is a real thing. If, if you go to, to Good News Chapel and you've been there over the past couple of years, you understand that a lot. The Bible says you'll be dragged into court on account of me. We understand that. So, so, you know, but again, God's with us through it all and with him, we overcome. What did Paul say? I think I, I think I read it. Um, I read it last week in second Timothy chapter four, um, verse 17, but the Lord stood at my side and gave me strength. <laughs> and that's Paul speaking. If anyone had to overcome, it's Paul. So that through me, the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. And I was delivered from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and will bring me, bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. You know, and Paul, if Paul can do that, um, if Paul can speak like that, then shouldn't we all the more? Because for the most part, and I can't speak for every Christian around the world, hey, Pina, Glad you're here. That's right, Maria. Um, it is about attitude, isn't it? Um, because you could take the attitude of Paul where you say, hey, the Lord stood by my side. He strengthened me and he rescued me. Because there's, again, there's a lot of Christians that'll be like, yeah, the Lord's, the Lord's with me as I go through this, this terrible thing. Paul took it a step further. Not only did the Lord give me strength, but he also rescued me and he also delivered me. That's right, John. There will be weapons. The devil, you, you <laughs> just remember that the Bible calls the devil, the, 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 the enemy of our soul, the deceiver of the brethren. So there, there's an enemy out there. You understand that. And not only, and, and, and a lot of times um, the enemy comes in the form of, of other people who are coming against us, persecution that comes against us, friends or family that don't agree with us. You know, and all these different things. But it all comes down to what Jesus said. The words of Christ. Christ is our example. We follow him. Take heart, for I have overcome the world. 
the first scripture, I, the first story that I want to get to tonight is in Second Chronicles, because this is the key to overcoming if you just join. Because if you want to experience, now obviously this is a series, so I go through many, many things, but I look at this in particular as a major key to seeing breakthrough in your life. And I'm going to talk about it, and I'm going to talk about what the opposite of it is. So let's start with 2 Chronicles chapter 20, a familiar story, one of my favorite stories. I, I always, you know, I tend to go back to my favorite stories just because they're so great. Um, so 2 Chronicles chapter 20, uh, verse 20. Early in the morning. So this is uh, um, Jehoshaphat um, and the people, the people of Judah. Um, they were up against a difficult army. And God told them, don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. I, I, what, what does it say? The battle is not yours, but God's. So he's saying, march against them and you'll have victory. So Jehoshaphat said, okay. So this is what they did. Early in the morning, they left for the desert of Tekoa. As they set out, Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat stood and said, listen to me, Judah and people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets and you will be successful. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness. As they went out at the head of the army saying, give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. I'm going to stop there for a second. So what was happening? They were going out to face their enemy. And what did they do? They praised God and they gave him thanks. I'm going to give it away right off the top. The key to overcoming is thanksgiving and praise. What does Psalm 100 verse 4 says? It gives us, it tells us what to do. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. Praise and thanksgiving. Or I'm going in order of the scripture. Thanksgiving and praise. You know, what's the opposite of that? The opposite of that is complaining. The Bible says, do not, don't, don't do anything with complaining or grumbling. And complaining, I believe, is our natural default. Sheba, you're getting ahead of me. That's my second story. Because, you know, you got to go to the New Testament. Because, you know, for some people it's like, well, that's the Old Testament. So, you know, got to go to the New Testament. But I'll get to that. You know, our default is to complain. In fact, that goes with anything. That goes with anything. And I'm going to give you an example. Um, I, and I've said this a million times. I love sports. I watch a lot of sports because really, and not even all sports, because some sports is even annoying. But but I, I, I try to watch the good ones. And, um, you know, the sports is a lot of what it is is, is criticizing, right? Because there's this thing called the Monday morning quarterback, which after the weekend, first thing Monday morning, you're, you're going and you're critiquing all of, you know, the players and how they did in the games and stuff like that. And there's how many times, I can't tell you, how many times, you know, a player played really well, but the focus is on, well, you know, but, you know, he did, like the, the, my favorite team, um, my favorite football team, my quarterback, my quarterback, he's not, my, <laughs> I have nothing to do with it. My favorite team's quarterback, 
um, is heavily criticized. You know, he's too small. Uh, he doesn't throw the ball far enough. Uh, he doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. He's having a fantastic season, like really well, really great. He's playing super well. His team's in first place. Um, and he, he had a great game. And you know what, what, what I was reading about the comments are like, well, you know, yeah, I know he, he threw that ball really well, but you know, the def it was a defense. They weren't defending properly. So everything, it doesn't, it's like, you can't do anything right. Cause even when you do super well, what's the default position? Well, yeah, I know, but you know, you try to, the, <laughs> everything's always like you could do a hundred, sorry, a hundred things. 99 of them are good and then there's that one thing you maybe people maybe you criticize your spouse maybe this is a word for somebody they do a lot of things well but it's always that one thing they don't do you know someone i had a question and answer um a few weeks ago and somebody asked the question any marriage advice because i've been married well i'm gonna say a long time i haven't been married a long time but for a younger person it's been a long time so i'm not that young actually this is the last Monday night before I turn 40, which is like, there you go. That's a big number. It's a big round number. Um, so I guess once you hit 40, you're not considered young anymore. So for the next few days, I'll consider myself young. But I feel, I feel young, young at heart. Um, so, you know, they asked for, for some marriage advice. And one of the things I said, I said, don't focus on the one thing that your spouse doesn't do because you know I, I, if i let's say I, I i look at my own husband he's not here uh he's at work <laughs> thanks loretta and and you know he's good at a lot of things and but i could say like well you know uh, i can't you know what's funny i can't even think of something that i i would criticize him for that i i'm using him as an example and i, I can only think of the good things but you know i'm obviously i'm sure there's something he doesn't do oh okay he he um so he, this is like so dumb. He tries to clean up, like to, to make me happy, but he has a tendency to like miss things. So it's like, he's like, look, I cleaned up. And then there's like, <laughs> there's like splatter all over the wall. <laughs> and I'm like, there's, and then there's like something on the floor. Like today he was cooking cause he cooks a lot and he cleaned up, but there was like, he cracked eggs, right? And there's like this egg dripping on the floor. And I'm like, and he's like, <gasps> And it's like, you know, but, but you know what I say instead? I'm like, man, at least he tries to clean up. I know a lot of husbands that wouldn't even know how to clean up if, if, if you ask them to, at least he tries, you know? So, so our default position a lot of the time is always to like the, the one critical thing. Sheba mentioned it earlier uh, um, in the comments about the Israelites. They were always complaining. God does not like complaining. Jehoshaphat, uh, um, demonstrated something very important for us that he he instructed them to praise before the victory the victory hadn't happened yet they hadn't achieved the victory yet i'm going to continue the story that's right <laughs> the men on here are pointing out that at least he even cooked the meal that's why it's like i'd rather like focus on on the stuff that he does well you know, because I mean, I'm not, I'm not perfect. I know that's, whew, I know I just blew some people's minds, but, but I'm not, I have, I have some flaws here and there and I'm working on them. Um, you know, so it's like, but again, it's like, I just our default. We're always complaining, always complaining, always complaining. 
Um, and I'm, you know, and I'm not saying that I never do. I, I have my moments. Just last week, so I'm going home. It was a Wednesday night after practice, and I'm going home, and, and everything's fine. And um, so I decided because I have where I live. I live on the North Shore, and so there's about three or four different ways that I could take to, to go home. But when it's nighttime, I like to take the way that has the least amount of kilometers, right? Which is I take the, the Peanut Bridge and I go down uh, the 335 North, which is like Papineau. So I'm driving, everything's fine. I get to the Peanut Bridge, it's closed, like completely closed. And I'm just like, what? It was like, it was, I think it was before nine or it was like nine o'clock. I'm like, how is this closed? So I'm like, okay. So I was annoyed. I'm on the phone with my friend. And I'm like super annoyed. And I'm just like, you know, whatever. So I drive, I had to keep driving. So then I get to the Papineau Bridge. Okay. I cross over the Papineau Bridge. Um, and I'm good. Okay. I'm good now. I'm driving. Then, then I, I see that the sign that every Quebecer dreads in their heart, the sign that says Route Barre, which is, uh, what's the English translation uh, like road closed and I'm just like seriously seriously I was so upset <laughs> so anyways they, they closed the, the the 335 they're they're building um they're building like an overpass and stuff like that John that's a good idea I need the the overpass I, I sorry I need the helicopter yeah deep well detour yeah so I followed the detour signs because my GPS was useless um, so now I'm doing this massive detour. So I basically, it was one stretch of road that's closed, like a small stretch and the detour they make you take. I mean, anyway, so I find, I finally got home. Yeah. I'm telling you this, it's, it's classic, classic Quebec. I should have taken the toll road. Yes. Well, again, I blame myself because I should have checked before I left church, but I just, I didn't, it was early, so I didn't think it'd be a problem. But anyways, and the GPS is telling me to, to turn, but I'm like, I can't, it's closed. So the, the GPS didn't even know what was going on. So I managed, the detour signs were somewhat helpful. So I managed to find my way, but it's like, you know, so it's like, we're all guilty of it. I'm not, I'm not sitting here and tell you that I don't complain about stuff. So of course it led me to a whole diatribe of complaining about the traffic and complaining <laughs> I know, I know, I do have the sticker. Um, anyways, so, you know, complaining about the traffic, oh, Quebec, the construction, you know, all that, and I'm complaining. And it's like, that's, that's our default. But God does not like complaining. He really doesn't. Look at what the Israelites had to go through because all they would do was complain. They never were happy. They didn't believe in God. Every time God would do something miraculous for them. And then the next moment that things got a little tough, why did you lead us here? We're better off dying in Egypt. That's what they always say. That's what they always say. You know, the, the complaining to Moses, why did you bring us here? You know, we're better off being slaves in Egypt. I don't want to be a slave somewhere. Let me tell you, I don't. But the Israelites, they, they didn't understand where God was leading them because they were too busy complaining. They would have rather been a slave. I do have the sticker, but guys, it's like I, if you pay like three bucks every time, the, the whole point is if I could avoid it, I take a different way. That's, that's the whole point of why I took a different way. But anyways, and it's the least amount of kilometers, you know, oh God, don't 
Listen, and I know it's hard. I'm going to tell you what. It is hard not to complain. I was just complaining about something earlier today. <laughs> it's so funny. Because I was talking about this and I was just complaining about something. Because you know what? It's like, it, it's like that's our natural default. Exactly, Auntie Jo. You know, that's our, I, I, I write, I, I, I address that subject in the book about how the Israelites, you know, God, <laughs> it shouldn't have taken 40 years. So, um, but I want, I want everyone to read the book, so I'm not going to like talk too much about it. Um, our default is to complain. So you have to basically make a change in your, in the way that you speak. And that when the, the temptation is to complain, you do it, what Jehoshaphat did. And you say, let's praise the Lord for the splendor of his holiness. What did he say? Have faith in the Lord your God. Let's keep reading. Verse 22. As they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. So what happened? Jehoshaphat said, we're going to, you know what we're going to do? We're going to march out there, even though, you know, they're, they're a, a, a dangerous army. There are enemies, you know, we, we can't overtake them. But you know what? Let's have that. That might be what it says in the natural. But we're not going to live in that way. We're going to say, I'm going to praise God and thank him ahead of time. Number one, you praise before the victory. You praise before the victory. Let me go to the next story. You know, because it, and it's like, it's like you have to train yourself. You have to train yourself not to be a person that defaults to complaining. If I, if you, if you're taking notes, write this down, say, change the default. Um, you know, when it's like, I just, okay, I can't even believe I'm admitting this. I have had, I have been an Android person my whole life that, that cell phones have existed. I've always had an Android. I like Androids. I have now switched to an iPhone. I know, I know. I'm disappointed in myself too. It happened. Uh, and I'm gonna tell you the reason, because the Android that I had uh, was a very low quality, um, very low quality. And so I had the opportunity to take a used iPhone that was of better quality. So I switched. I don't really like it, I'm gonna be honest. I don't like it. I, prefer, I miss my Android, but you know, I'm going to stick with it because, you know, people seem to tell me that iPhones are good. I'm not really sure why, but apparently they are. And so it took me like, I pretty much wasted my most of my Saturday. I don't know, Sheba. I don't know if I'd call it that. I wasted most of my Saturday trying to set this thing up. Um, and, uh, you know, one of the things was like, you know, do you change your default setting? And then it's like the browser, do you want to make this your default? Because the, the, the default Safari, and I don't like that. So I wanted to do Google Chrome. Anyways, anyways. Um, so it's like, that's how we have to look at it. Your default might be complaining, but you have to go into the settings of your brain and you have to change that default to praise. And that's why, that's why we're people that live by our spirits and not by our minds because our natural mind will always default to complain. But in our spirit, we understand that the default should be to give praise and thanks to God, even before the victory. That's why, you know, it, and I think I, I, I probably mentioned this in the book. And I say, you know what, you, you, uh, uh, the verse says, let 
um, let the weak say I am strong. It's not saying let the weak say, oh man, I'm pretty weak. No, let the weak say, I am strong. Thank you, Lord, for making me strong. If you're feeling sick, thank you, Lord, for healing me. You thank the Lord ahead of time. You establish, you establish from the word what your expectation should be, where you should set your faith, and then you thank God that that has come to pass, even if you don't necessarily feel it in the moment. You know, Evangelist Jonathan tells a story. I love it. It, it, it just, it always think about it. Um, talking about healing from sickness. Because when he was a kid, you know, his, his family is, uh, in, I, I, it's different here. Here in Canada, we have free healthcare. It's not really free. And it's terrible. Anyways, but in the States, they don't have that. You have to pay. So when he was a kid, his dad was, was a traveling evangelist, didn't have any health insurance. And so when he would get sick, he would get a fever. His dad would anoint him with oil and pray for him. And then he's like, you know, do you feel better? And Jonathan's like, no, I don't feel better. And then, and his dad said, said, think about it this way. If a man who's wearing a lot of cologne is in a room and then he leaves the room, you still smell the cologne, even though the man has left the room. He said, when you wake up in the morning, the fever will be gone. And sure enough, every single time, clearly because he's fine, he woke up in the morning and the fever was gone. And I love, I love that. Um, so, so that's why, so even in that moment, you know what, man, I'm still not feeling hundred percent. It's okay. Thank God that you're healed. Thank God that in the atonement, that when Christ died on that cross and the stripes that he took on his back was for your healing. So it is in your covenant that you must be healed. And so even if it's, you're still, uh, man, I'm not, I'm still, I have a bit of a headache. I'm still not feeling it. Thank God and say, Lord, thank you that I am healed. You know, that, that happened to me um, a few months, a couple months ago. I, I was okay. And then I got a fever. It was like high, like over a hundred. I don't know if that's high. I think it's high. And I'm just like, what in the world? Cause I, <laughs> I'm very like, I'm like, no, I don't, you know, I don't allow this here. You know, I, like, like Psalm 91 says that no, no uh, plague can come near your dwelling. And I, and I, all I did was, it was nighttime. So I was about to go to bed. I said, Lord, thank you for healing me. Thank you that I am healed. When I woke up in the morning, I was fine, by the way, just for the record. I went to sleep and that was it. Sheba, I love that. I'm going to repeat it. It's a violation of what, of what Jesus paid for. It's true. And you can't stand for it. Because I could have easily said, well, you know, well, I don't really feel well. I'm just going to like, you know, sleep it off. No, you, it doesn't belong in my body. And it doesn't belong in your body. And you have to come to the point in your life where you're like, I don't accept this. Because listen, we live in a world that's full of sickness. We live in a world that, that, that everywhere you look, someone's coughing, someone's sneezing. We're constantly confronted with it. So you have to be very sure and certain in your faith and be like, you know what? If someone sneezes on me, <laughs> which that's gross. Anyways, um, cover your mouth when you sneeze. Um, probably Patrick, but I, I wouldn't have. The, <laughs> if I go to a hospital... It's for one of two reasons. One, I'm visiting somebody to pray for them. Or two, I'm unconscious and I'm not making the decision. <laughs> That's the only way. Because like I'm not, you know, I, 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 I made a decision. I'm all in with God. I'm all in. 
I'm all in. There's no plan B for me. That's right. We're covered by the blood of Jesus. And so I just thank God. I said, Lord, thank you for healing me. Thank you that I am healed. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't say, man, I feel terrible. No, thank you, Lord, that I am healed. That's what you have to say. Because like I said, the, the, you think that attacks aren't going to come? They'll come. But you have to know what's in the atonement and you have to know what's in your cover, in your covenant. Exactly, uh, Auntie Julia. It's so true. Because that's all you hear about. Oh, it never ends. So of course it's always in your head. But that's why it's like, stick to the scripture. Stick to the scripture and thank God ahead of time. No matter what, whether you're feeling something, somebody that you know is feeling something, we don't go by feelings, right? That's not how we operate. We operate in the spiritual realm. And so you say, thank you, Lord. So we thank God before the victory. Turn to Acts chapter 16. Acts 16 and verse 25. At about midnight, so Paul and Silas are in prison. At about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everybody's chains came loose. Is, is that an amazing story or what? I mean, there's nothing better than that to me. Paul and Silas were in prison. Oh, we're in prison. Life's hard. I don't know what we're going to do. We prayed and we're still in here. I don't know what to do. You know what they did? They praised. They sung hymns to God. Could you, could you imagine? Now, by the way, a prison in this time was not like the prisons that exist now. It, it was, I don't know what prisons are like now, but sometimes I feel like they're like mini hotels. I'm not sure. But th that was not this. So they're probably sitting on a cold, dirty, wet floor. They've got shackles um probably on their 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 wrists or on their ankles and what did they do um yeah sheba she was pointing it out yep it, it was gross they prayed and they sung hymns to god and what happened the prison doors came open it was like an earthquake that shook the prison doors and they came open that's a good point, Loretta. Sometimes we do give up. I'm sure Paul wanted to give up. Do you think Do you think that Paul sitting in that prison that he felt like singing praise to God? That he felt like singing? I, I in, in his flesh, I doubt it. He was probably in pain. But he praised God. They praised God. 1 Thessalonians 5:18. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Jesus Christ. Give thanks in all circumstances. Yeah, exactly, John. Just like we learned in, in the story of Jehoshaphat. Have faith in God, praise Him, and give Him thanks. I guess if that you could put that into one thing for one key, but that's what it is. You have faith in God, you praise Him, and you give Him thanks for who He is. You don't sit there and say, God, why am I in this situation? What are you doing? No, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that I know I have the victory. Thank you, Lord, that I know I'm an overcomer. Thank you, that, that, thank you for what Jesus did. You thank Him. 
I prayed for someone a, a, a while back, and they were healed of a, a, a something tough. And the first thing I said when I prayed for them, I said, you know, put put your hand on the, uh, the the afflicted part of your body, and I put my hand on their head, and I started, Lord, thank you, thank you that we know through the sacrifice of Christ that we have healing. That you thank God for what He's done. His word. It's clear in his word what he wants us to do. So you lean on that word, you stand on that word, and you thank him. You know, it's interesting. I want to turn to a, to a very interesting story. Um, in the book of Judges. Um, and this is a Bible character that, that <laughs> made a lot of mistakes. Now look at what it says. Judges chapter 15, verse 13. So this is Samson. Now, you know about Samson, he was very strong. He had a strong anointing on him. So they were trying to, uh, um, you know, they were trying to, 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 get, to defeat him because he was constantly defeating other people. So li listen, listen to what it says, verse 13. We will only tie you up and hand you over to them. We will not kill you. So they bound him with two new ropes and led him from the rock. As he approached Lehi, the Philistines came toward him shouting, The Spirit of the Lord came upon him in power. So what do we see? We see that thanks to the power of God's Spirit, uh, um, well, I'll keep reading, the ropes on his arms became like charred flax, and the bindings dropped from his hands. Finding a fresh jawbone of a donkey, he grabbed it and struck down a thousand men. Now you'd think in that moment, um, you'd think in that moment, you know, he would have been like, wow, praise God, praise God that, that, that I, I was able to overcome these Philistines. Then he said, with a jawbone's donkey, I have made donkeys of them. With a, a donkey's jawbone, I have killed a thousand men. He wrote a poem to himself. <laughs> he wrote a poem to himself about what a great thing. Um, he did in defeating the Philistines with, with the jawbone of a donkey. And I, I, <laughs> I mean, that's Samson for you. It wouldn't have been the first error that he made. But then the funny thing is now, now he, he did that. He wrote a poem to himself and then he became thirsty. Now he's crying out to the Lord, Lord, <laughs> you've given the, you've given your servant this great victory. Now must I die of thirst? and fall into the hands of the uncircumcised. So even though he finally acknowledges that it's the Lord that helped him, he's still like whining. Oh, must I die now of thirst? Are you really going to make me die of thirst? So I don't, you know, it, here's, a, here's a lesson for you. Don't be like Samson. Don't be like Samson. Because even though he knew that it was the power of God that helped him, he wrote a poem to himself. And then he's still whining to the Lord and say, Lord, yeah, I, I know you helped me, but, but I'm really thirsty. <laughs> oh, man, I can't imagine being that thirsty that you're like, anyways. Um, so, important life lesson. Don't be like Samson. Samson, the only, I think the only guy who ever wrote a poem or a song to himself about how he killed a, a lot of people. Um, so, you know, when we, it's important to direct the praise where it needs to go, direct the praise to God. 
Don't be like, man, I, I worked really hard and I accomplished this. You know, I, I worked hard and look, I have a lot of money now. What does the book of Exodus say? The Lord your God has given you the ability to create wealth. It's all from the Lord. Direct the praise to where it's due. It All the honor and the praises do your name, O Lord. Just remember that. So praise before the victory. Give God the thanks even after the victory. Look at Psalm 116. Psalm 116. It says, how can I repay the Lord? Verse 12. How can I repay the Lord for all his goodness to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation. I will call on the name of the Lord. Verse 17. I will offer a thank offering. I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call on the name of the Lord in the presence of all his people. Praise the Lord. So even after, don't, don't thank yourself. Don't be like Samson and sing a, a, a praise to yourself. Direct the praise always to the Lord before the victory, during, <laughs> during the battle, whatever it might be, and after the victory. Because a lot of times we, 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 we say things in the wrong way. We're like, Lord, thanks for help, you know, giving me strength, you know, to, you, you, you know, to, to, while I'm in this storm, you know, no, you praise God for getting you out of the storm. You say, thank you, Lord, that you're going to deliver me. Thank you, Lord, that you're going to rescue me. And then when it's all said and done, even more so you give praise to God. Even more so you thank him for the great things that he's done, for the way that he's helped you, for the way that he's delivered you. Direct all the praise to God. So number one, praise him before the victory and after the victory. And number two, direct the praise to God. Don't take credit. You know, I remember Jonathan was speaking, um, like I think last week or something. And he said that somebody wrote him a text and said, thank you for healing me. And he got upset. He's like, no, I didn't heal you. I, I, <laughs> all I did was touch you. The Lord healed you. He's like, I will, he, 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 I could tell it upset him because he was talking. He doesn't like that. Cause he's like, I will never steal the Lord's glory. Do never touch the Lord's glory. He's like, he wanted to make it very clear. I appreciate that you're thankful, but I'm not the one that did it. The Lord is the one that did it. So make sure that you direct all praise and thanksgiving always to the Lord, never to a person and certainly not to yourself. Yeah, that's a great song. Because um, you, you thank the Lord for what he's done. You thank him for what he's going to do. Or reverse order. Thank him for what he's going to do and what he's done. And it's already been accomplished. It's already been accomplished. The Lord has already accomplished everything that needs to be done. Now we must just accept and receive that. Amen. One last scripture. Psalm 69. Because it's important to remember that praise... Praise pleases the Lord. So wouldn't you want to do something that pleases the Lord? Listen to this scripture, man. Woo. It's powerful. Psalm 69 verse 30. I will praise God's name in song and glorify him with thanksgiving. This will please the Lord more than an ox, more than a bull with its horns and hoofs. So in other words, even more, because remember at this time, you would offer uh, uh, burnt sacrifices to the Lord. And it would usually be um, like animals, right? A blood offering uh, that, that would be required. 
But, but the psalmist is saying even more than offerings and sacrifices, God is pleased when you praise him and when you thank him. I will praise the God's name in song. Why do we sing praises? Why do we have to sing? You know, it's, a, it's all, a, a, you know, you're just a manipulating people emotionally. No, the Bible tells us to sing. You praise God in song and glorify him with thanksgiving because it pleases him. Praise pleases God. It's just like, uh, uh, it's like any human. Um, you know, it, it, it's like, yeah, that's true, Sheba. He was in a tough, uh, <laughs> he was in a tough spot. It's a long psalm, that's why I didn't uh, um, read the... But again, it's another example. Just don't look at the circumstances around you. I like that, Sheba. It's true. It started with a cry for help, and it ends up in in praise. Because what did he realize? I got to praise God. I got to thank Him. Because He's God. He's worthy of it. That's why we're here. We're here to give glory to God. That's why we're created. And so, you know, even in the natural... Like when you, when you, um, it's like, you know, a lot of people have been complimenting me about my book. I appreciate it. But, but at, at the same time, it's like, I want to make sure that God gets the glory because it's about him and, and it's for him. But of course I appreciate it. Uh, um, um, any human, you know, if you're, if you're complimenting them, although we're not, I'm not good at taking compliments. <laughs> I feel like people are like, especially Christians. We have a hard time taking compliments because we don't want to um, we don't want to take the glory. But obviously, if you're using your gifting, because now listen, now this is different than what I mentioned before. That when somebody prays for someone and they're healed, that thankfulness needs to go to the Lord. That person, all they, you know, it, it's not them. It's there. It's the Lord using them. Okay. But when you have giftings, whether it be in song. Um, um, in writing or something like that or so, something that, that you're using for the Lord it's okay to say thank you you could say thank you I don't know why we have a hard time accepting compliments ah D that's awesome the Lord gets the glory but you are his vessel absolutely because the Lord works through people what did he say he says I, I was looking for someone to stand in the gap but I found no one well why didn't God just do it himself because he likes to use people to do his work that's why we give ourselves up you say lord uh, um send me use me why, why why do we do everything we do we want to be used by the lord for his glory i just man i, I i'm stuck on that scripture psalm 69 30 and 31 i will praise god's name in song and glorify him with thanksgiving this pleases the lord more than an ox, more than a bull with its horns and hoofs. Our praise is like sweet sounding uh, incense to his ears. He loves it. That's what he wants to hear. Because that's how you know he's being believed. And God wants to be believed. He hates being doubted and he loves to be believed. And if you want to be a person who overcomes in life, if you want to be a person that has victory in life, this is the key to it. Praise and thanksgiving. That is what your key is. Do not default to complain about everything. Or to be like, I don't feel well. I don't like this. I'm unhappy about this. My life's going bad. Okay, well, because you know, guess what? Just listen to this. For, I want you to hear this. 
let's say you don't feel well and you complain that you don't feel well are you gonna feel better no you're gonna feel the same <laughs> but you probably feel worse because you're just um you're just complaining about it so you may as well use your words and build build up your faith and say lord i thank you you are a good god you are a good father you give good gifts to your children that's how we should be speaking instead of like man this stinks i hate this yeah those are great songs there's a lot of great songs there's a lot of great songs that you could sing because you know what maybe um, maybe in your own words, you're not sure. I don't know, but there's amazing songs like, like these two songs that, that Sheba and Anna mentioned. And we just sang worthy of it all last night. Was that great or what? You are worthy of it all. You are worthy of all our praise, all the honor, all the glory goes to you. I'm telling you, when you start speaking like that, it's hard to feel bad. Cause when you feel bad and you complain, you just feel worse. Do you think that, <laughs> do you think that when I was like, 10 million detours on my way home that whining about it made me feel any better no i was mad so you know what i did when i got home because i'm gonna tell you um at in my detour i found a gas station that had like th the gas was like five cents cheaper than the gas station near my house so i'm like ooh, and i needed gas so i filled up so when i got home i said well that was annoying but but I got cheap gas. So you know what? I'm going to look at it that way and be thankful for that. And I felt, I'm, tell, I'm, not, I'm not lying. I felt better. I felt better when I was like, actually like, you know what? I got really cheap gas out of that. You know, I got home. It wasn't like super late. It was still before 10. So it wasn't like the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. Everything, everything is often the end of the world, isn't it? It's like something happens and a lot of times it's, it's not even a big deal, but we just get upset about it and we complain about it. But it's like, hey, you know what? And like, I, I'm telling you these stories about myself because I'm not trying to sit here and be like, oh, I never complain. You guys are bad Christians. No, I, I just, I told you, I just complained about something earlier today, <laughs> you know, because it, it's, it's that default. But when you take the position that Jehoshaphat and the army took, and that Paul and Silas took in prison, and the opposite of what Samson did, and you praise God, you will see a difference in your life. That's a guarantee because praise is pleasing to God. <laughs> That's right, Sheba. Oh, I got a lot of stories. Um, yeah, Josie. And again, a lot of the times, it's not even that bad. I mean, I'm telling you stories, extreme stories in the Bible, that, that most of the time what we face isn't even close to that now again again i'm not diminishing it there are serious things that people go through very serious things so i'm not my traffic my my, my um road closure thing it is like a nothing it's absolutely it's a nothing burger as they say it's nothing it's not worth complaining over but you know we're, we're a, we, we'll always find if you default to complain you'll always find something to complain about like i tripped over um I had my something plugged in and I tripped over it and I fell down and the thing fell down. Now I, <laughs> I got upset, but you know, it's really not a big deal. Everything was fine. I was fine. And the thing was fine. It was my light. Everything's fine. Um, and I think it's kind of like, 
literally you have to allow your spirit to become your default because if you don't you'll always default to the flesh that's why paul says we're not we're not slaves to the flesh we're submitted to the spirit <laughs> you know because if you default to your flesh it's always going to be complaining it's always going to be what's gone wrong everything's gone wrong woe is me i'm upset because this happened and again sometimes Tough things happen. I'm not trying to diminish that. But I think that over the course of your day, you'll find that a lot of the stuff we get upset about certainly isn't worth getting upset about. And it's like, take the time, take a praise moment, as I like to say. Say, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Um, actually, I have a good praise moment. So yesterday, so, and then again, this is my old fault. And it's not... I will not claim the fact that I'm getting older. I will not claim this. But I was playing. So on Wednesday night at practice, um, I was playing drums and I, I had my head turned the whole time because I was looking at, we have like a computer and I had like some notes. And so for whatever reason, I, I, and I ended up like hurting my back. Not because I'm old. It's because I'm very fragile. Let's just put it that way. And it was hurting a lot. And yesterday I was praying and, and, and it went away because that's what happens when you pray and I was like I was just like I took a praise moment today because I was like I said I was annoyed about something and I was like wait you know what Lord thank you that my back doesn't hurt anymore just took a praise moment so so if that's the only thing you get out of that take a praise moment again it's because I'm fragile it's not because I'm old it's not because I'm getting older <laughs> I will not claim that because I feel young I feel young um and it, like I said, on Sunday, I will be turning 40, it's true. Um, and I'm happy it's a Sunday. So I give, I give everybody a hug. If you want to give me a hug, that's up to you. But I took a praise moment. I said, Lord, hey. I said, you know what I said? I said, I went like this. And I said, Lord, thank you. Just take a praise moment. And let me tell you something. You can always find something to thank God for because just the mere breath in our lungs <laughs> that's right Sheba I agree Alicia I feel 20 <laughs> um that <laughs> thanks D just the mere breath in our lungs I appreciate that Lynn <laughs> thanks Rick <laughs> just the fact that we have a, a um um a roof over our heads that's right Patrick it's true I was just going to mention that. How blessed are we? We're so blessed. Blessed in the city. Blessed in the nation. Blessed in our coming in. Blessed in our going out. And I'm telling you all these like deep personal stories about myself today on purpose. You know. Because I want to let you know that I'm like, I'm not, I'm not sitting here pretending like, like I always do everything perfectly. We're being perfected. The goal is perfection. We're being perfected. And that's why we learn uh, of, of how to handle these little things. So take a praise moment today. It, it, when, you, when you get off this broadcast, just take a moment and say, Lord, thank you for whatever. You could say anything. Um, I can think of a million things. Thank you for, for my home. You know, um, thank you that I'm not, I'm not renting. Thank you, Lord, that... Yeah, exactly. Thank you that I'm, I'm... Like I said, I have breath in my lungs. Thank you that I have a sandwich waiting for me that may or may not be left over from yesterday. <laughs> Thank you for a great church. Thank you for all the people. Thank you for my family. 
I have an awesome family. You know, thank you for, for blessing my, the book that I wrote. Thank you for my husband. You know, thank you for my car. I just bought it. You know, thank you. Anything. And I'm just like, you know, and I'm thankful for Mondays too. Take a moment. So that's our, our uh, thanks, Carol. Um, you know, that, that's, that's what, I, if we take one thing from today, let's take that. The praise moment. Oh, my husband is here. <laughs> I thought he wasn't here. Don't worry. The, I'm about to do the game. I just want to pray. Um, take a praise moment. Now, all of this, of course, is, is, is hinging on a very important thing. That you're in covenant with God. That you're in relationship with God. And I'm going to give you an opportunity tonight. Whoever's, I don't know who's watching. And I, there's, my podcast has been getting a lot more listeners lately. So I don't know who's listening. Um, so I want to make sure that they have an opportunity to pray this prayer, to come into right relationship with God. If you breathe your last breath today, would you be in heaven or in hell? And I want to tell you, I want you in heaven with the, all of us praising God day after day for the rest of eternity. So pray this prayer with me out of your mouth. The Bible says um, that if you b confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you will be saved. So pray this prayer. Say, Father... I thank you for sending Jesus. I believe in my heart that he died and rose again to set me free. Now I confess of all my sin and wrongdoing. I make this decision today to follow Jesus all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord. I am now saved. In the name of Jesus, amen.